Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue to look at the scripture as to what it says about how God will deliver us, that he will protect those that are his people, uh, that he will save them. And we've been looking in the Psalms of late. I think we looked at Psalm, the seventh Psalm, the 22nd Psalm, and we're looking at the 69th Psalm, and we're at the end of it now. And we've seen where David is crying out to the Lord. David's been saying, Lord, save me. Lord, rescue me. Lord, deliver me. David had enemies coming against him. He had situations coming against him. Now I want us to see how this psalm ends, okay? We'd seen in the previous episodes, in verse 29, he says, I am afflicted, I'm in pain. And he says, may your salvation, O God, set me securely on high. So he's crying out to the Lord and all these things, and he's explaining, Lord, you know I'm afflicted, you know I'm in pain. But you know what? Your salvation, I'm asking you, that you will set me on high, that you will secure me, that you will save me. Then the balance of the psalm, these next seven verses or so, I think it's seven verses, he praises the Lord. And I think it's such a great pattern for us how we need to be day in and day out, no matter how difficult the situation, how confusing the situation, that we cry out to the Lord. So here's verse 30. David says this, I will praise the name of God with song and magnify him with thanksgiving. It's a great pattern for us to give thanks to the Lord at all times, to magnify him. What does that, that magnify mean? And it's to declare to be great, declare to be mighty, to declare to be powerful, and to keep that foremost in your mind that the Lord is the Almighty God. So magnify him with praise. And he says, I'm going to praise your name with song. Now, a lot of times people start freaking out. They go, oh, I can't sing. I can't sing. <laughs> now, don't worry about that. Don't freak out over that kind of thing. Just lift up your voice to the Lord. It doesn't even have to be a melodic singing kind of thing. And we are so blessed nowadays. Really, guys? Tell me about it. Um, with the ability to literally play a song through your phone and to worship with somebody who's musically singing, yeah, there's, there's unlimited ways to do that. It's of the heart that we're really talking about, that we're going to praise the name of God. The name of God. Well, what is that? Well, God's name is name. But it means so much more than that. It speaks of the character of God. And in a lot of contexts like this right here, of his glory, of his fame, of his reputation. Think of that. Of the reputation and the glory and the fame of the Most High God. I'm going to to praise that because that is who God is and that's how he reveals himself to us. So I will praise the name of God with song, magnify him with thanksgiving. Verse 31, and it will please the Lord better than an ox or a young bull with horns and hoofs. Well, what does it mean by that? Is an ox and a young bull going to cry out and praise the Lord? Well, we know the scripture says that all of creation declares the glory of the Lord, and each portion of creation does reveal the glory of the Lord and does praise the Lord in its own way, okay? But what he's speaking about here, I think, is sacrifice. 
He said, this will please the Lord, me giving him praise, praising his name with some, and magnifying him with thanksgiving. This will please him better than the sacrifices of an ox or a young bull. And when you look at the life of David, when you look to see what he did, particularly related to worship, it is absolutely amazing. He set up his own tabernacle of praise. They, they had the tabernacle, the mosaic tabernacle, the way that God had designed. But then David comes in after he ascends to his city and the throne and builds a tabernacle of David is what we call it and literally puts the Ark of the Covenant in that, in there. And rather than keeping it in the Mosaic Tabernacle and then the high priest being the only one that could go into it once a year, David puts it in his place and then goes before it apparently whenever he wanted to. You see him going in and going out, and you see other people gathered around the Ark of the Covenant, God's presence, and they were praising the Lord. And there was, I want to say, a seven-year period where they were praising the Lord, maybe even longer than that. Uh, I bet it was longer than that. Uh, when they were praising the Lord around the clock. That's the whole point. That there were people in there praising the Lord around the clock, which is something that I think might be worth looking at in our own lives and situations today. So and we say, well, how did, how, how did David do that without God striking him dead? <clears throat> you know, because nobody was supposed to go in there except the high priest. Nobody's supposed to be before uh, the Ark of the Covenant. We're not told. We're not told. But we are told that God says this, that David was a man after my heart. And apparently the Lord told him and or the Lord allowed him. He asked the Lord whatever it might have been. We're not given a biblical account of the permission that was received. We're just given the account of what happened and that it did happen. So David knew about this. So he says, I'm going to praise the name of God. I'm going to praise him with song. I am going to magnify him with thanksgiving. And this will please him, please the Lord better than ox, please the Lord better than young bulls. It really is an interesting picture because you have David in his tent and his thing that he built for the Lord with the Ark of the Covenant. And then on another mountain, you have uh, the Mosaic Tabernacle, as God has told them, as they had been doing for centuries by that time. Okay, And the priests doing all their sacrifice and doing everything, but they didn't have the Ark of the Covenant inside the Holy of Holies there. Well, what is that saying? You actually see the time of Jesus. They had the temple. They had everything. They went through all uh, the stuff that God told them to do as far as sacrifices and worship. But when that high priest went in on the Day of Atonement to sprinkle blood on the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat of the Ark of the Covenant, what he discovered and what the, all the high priests knew, the chief high priest, the main guys, was that there was no work in there. There was no presence of God. At the time of Jesus, it had been gone from the time of the Babylonian captivity. At the time of David, the ark and the presence of the Lord was with David. It wasn't with the religious exercise that was going on with the Mosaic Tabernacle. And is that not a vivid picture for us? Think about it. I mean, I see it all the time, folks. I think we all do if we just open our eyes and see what's going on. You have people going about doing religious things, having religious exercises, <clears throat> being obedient to the religious exercise, the mandate, the instruction that the Lord had given, and yet there is no power and no presence of the Lord in their midst. 
even as the priests were offering sacrifices and doing everything, God's presence was over with David. Now, did the Lord see these sacrifices? Did he honor his word and the sacrifices at the time of David? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But it is a very, very, very vivid picture of what was yet to come. So much of David's life was typological, <clears throat> typology of uh, showing a picture of what yet is to come in Messiah, showing a picture of what yet is to come in the people of the Messiah, okay? and how things would occur. So many little nuanced details that we see. And this is one of them right here. David knew this. He was beginning to understand that the praise of the name of the Lord magnifying God with thanksgiving is more pleasing to the Lord than the sacrifices of the ox or the young bull. Anyway, we'll stop right there and pick it up for the next episode, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you then. <laughs>